Let's recap the action. Wednesday, NBA, eight games on, all the fantasy takeaways and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and shout out to downhill skiing legend Fanny Schmeller. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePicks.com. Slash locked on NBA into the code or lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Have you double banked? I'm sure you have. Thanks a lot. That means listening on audio and hitting across and watching the video. And I know you've already given it a thumbs up and you've subscribed and you've hit the notification bell and you've pre-banged on the live trade deadline show. I know it's a lot of things, but I believe in you guys. Really, I really do. I believe in you. And you can follow those um, very, very gentle suggestions. We're here to talk about uh, the NBA. We're here to talk about what went down across the games and the action in the NBA on Wednesday, January the 24th. So let's talk about it. What happened? An update on Tari next season. Uh, at least another week for him to be out. You don't need to be holding on to Tari Eason. You can move on from Tari Eason, and we can reassess it later on this season. Ew. Um, another week for D'Anthony Melton as well. Don't need to hold on to him either. I love D'Anthony Melton. As always, though, if you've got empty spots, Eason can park there. Melton can park there. But if you need him, move on. Not good enough players to be dealing with zeros 14 weeks into the season, 15 weeks into the season. Not good enough to do that. Unless, again, your team is at the top, or you've got open IL, you know how it all works, I hope, by now. I hope you understand it. Um, Jakob Pertl, thought there might be a chance he plays on Friday. It sounds like he's really, really close, but he won't be there Friday, so your toss-the-coin stream on Jonte Porter or Thad Young is still there. It's really tough to know what's going to go on, so don't get excited about it. But someone, multiple people in the last couple of days have gone, hey, should, you know, should I just be adding Pertl off the wire? Like, yeah, absolutely, yes. What are you doing? Yes, Jakob Pertl is a very, very clear must-roster player if he is sitting on your waiver wire. But I don't know if he is. And he probably only misses one more game uh, would be my guess with this. But, you know, things have gone awry with injuries in the past. Would not be the first time for that to be the case. Not going to do waiver wire trends because we did a whole ass waiver wire show earlier today. So let's just bang in and talk about the first game. The first game was... The Minnesota Timberwolves, fresh off the embarrassment of the Hornets loss, beating the Wizards 118-107. So they got that job done. Goose had 38 points in 34 minutes. That's Anthony Edwards for the uninitiated. He had five assists. He shot only 39%, but it was great to see 13 or 14 from the line. And I'm going to cheer him on because he was on the buy low show, so I want big performances. Rudy Gobert had 19 and 16 with four blocks, while Towns, still really good, obviously not 62, but 27 and 6 in his 35. McDaniels, that's actually a pretty good line. 13 and 5 with two steals. He still doesn't do enough 
for me to suggest that he's a must-roster player, but stability in role is important in fantasy, and it is useful. Not Again, not enough for me to say, yeah, you've got to have him. If he's on the wire, you must have Jaden. I don't believe that, but that was solid. And this... This is the sort of game that Alexander Walker nearly usually, or nearly or usually provides. He started once again with Mike Conley out. Now he's got an illness after resting the last game. Sure. No worries. Um, he had 6-5-5 five, and five in 31 minutes. The last game he had like 18 points, which was clearly unrealistic. Like he's at least a 14-team streamer if Conley is out. We got another dud from the Wizard of Noz, Nas Reed. 5-3-2 in 21 minutes. He did have a triple one, which is good. He only shot 22%. He took nine shots. I just don't see him as an absolute must. He's totally okay if you want to roster him. The value is going to be up and down, but at the moment, the peaks aren't that high because nobody ahead of him is injured. And that's really what you'd be holding onto him is waiting for Gobert or Towns to miss so he can push up. And at the moment, he gives you back-end numbers, which is fine for some people. But if he's like your 10th best player and you're waiting on that, like that's not a great situation on your roster. For the Wizards. Do you want the good or the bad first? Let's talk the good. Denny Avdia, 38 minutes. This man's minutes are one of the most unpredictable things in the NBA, which is wild because he starts every single game. He had 24, 6, and 6. He shot 58%. He was perfect from the line. He's been great. The last little run of numbers from Avdia has been awesome. But he could also have a stretch of five games in a row at 24 minutes. Roster him for now. Kuzma, 17, 14, and 8. 35 minutes, three threes. Good game from the big fella. Love it. Love to see the, the block come in there as well. And Dan Gafford, if you just look at the numbers, they're totally fine. 10 and 4, one steal, two blocks, 100%. If you dig one level deeper, you'll go, oh no, 21 minutes, Marvin Bagley's coming to Edie's ass. Oh no, no, I should have moved on from Gafford. But then you, the discerning fantasy basketball manager, you look to the third level, the deep level, the legend level. And you went, oh yeah, he actually, had, he actually fouled out. So I think we're all right. So... It's a lot of the, a lot of the, it's like the Vince McMahon. I mean, it's not really Vince because it's like the up, down, up, down. And then you might do the opposite thing and you might look at Marvin Bagley and you go, oh my, 26 minutes, Marvin Bagley, 17 and 15, let's go. But then you realize that Gafford fouled out. So is that a good game from Bagley? Of course it is. It's a really good game. 17 and 15, 88%. It is a it's a huge Bagley, though. 17, 15, 0 assists, 0 blocks. He did sneak a steal, steal in there. And he just putrefied your free throws. And that's what he does. This is why he's not a great category league player. We would need 25 on the nose every night for him to be even considered there. And I don't think we get that. But if you've got him, you just hold him. Because it's a data point where he produced really well. But Gafford fouled out in 21 minutes. And last game, it was 30 minutes to 18 and 18 is definitely not enough for a guy with as many holes giggity as Marvin Bagley does. Tyus Jones was stunk. I'll run to the bad. I should have told you that. I'll run to the bad part of it. Uh, Tyus Jones, five points on 29% with six assists, but he wasn't the worst player because that goes to uh, BBL Connoisseur, the, the man with the mustache. He's given out too many of those rides because Jordan Poole is shithouse. I... I've, I've eaten so much shit over this, not literally, but about how like I thought, you know, I looked at his numbers last season, good usage, good scoring, good assists, good free throws, good volume. Well, he's going to play more minutes. He's going to get more shots. It's going to be a really good opportunity. And everything has gotten way worse. 
I didn't even have to think that he was a good player. I could just look at those numbers and go, well, he's going to at least do this and do more. But no, no, no. He's now one of the worst players in the entire NBA. He stinks and it's horrible. And it's probably going to haunt me forever, to be honest. Seven points, 18% shooting for Poole. Three assists, no steals, no blocks. You know what? I want to do it just for purification's sake. I will always say this with Poole, though. Like, who am I actually adding off the wire that does have a higher upside? Probably nobody. But let's all get around it and do this together. Get that garbage out of here! Get that out of here! Oh, my God. he It's just annoying. And you know, he's going to have a 40-point game in two weeks. And you're going to go, oh, I guess he's figured it out. No, no, he's just terrible and he sucks. And I don't I don't, I don't get what happened. Did the punch hurt that this much? Maybe. Maybe. Or he's out here sniffing buttholes every night. I don't know. But who wouldn't want to sniff a butthole now and then if you're living in DC, according to uh, Dan Titus, big, big BBL population over there. I'm not talking about the Big Bash League. For those of you who know what I'm talking about there. Today's episode is brought to you by Grammarly. Grammarly. It's about grammar. It's about spelling. It's about words and writing. I wish I could just auto-correct the things that I say sometimes on this show, but I, I use Grammarly a lot. In my everyday work, I'm using it. Writing um, YouTube descriptions, writing player notes on Basketball Monster, writing articles in the preseason. It's always there in my emails. It's, it's a spell checker? Cool. We've all got a spell checker. This is a better one, but... It does more than that. It does grammar. It makes your sentences make sense. It helps remove passive voice, run-on sentences, grammar issues that are region-specific. It makes things more precise, more succinct. And it also can give you things like prompts. So when you're stuck and you're writing something, Grammarly can help you get started, gives you ideas and outlines and even tips. You can go and even like for this video, I could say, hey, give me 10 possible taglines for a video thumbnail. You can do that. You can start being more productive at work. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free today. That is G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because... It's player projections. It's not salary caps. It's not thousands of people. It's not pros and sharks and spreadsheets and algorithms taking all your cash. It's you looking at a number and just saying more or less. That's it. You don't have to fit guys into salary caps. You just pick between two to six individual player stat projections. You do do more or less and you put them together. You hit them, you get 25 times back. 10 bucks in, 250 out if you hit all six. It is fast. It is easy. They've also got the reboot where it's an injury insurance policy. If one of your players gets hurt in the first half in basketball or football and they don't return in the second half, well, you don't just lose. That player just gets rebooted. Done. Fixed. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, we are one game in. So let us uh, let us move into the uh, the second game of the day. It was an absolute barn burner. The battle of the bullshit, as uh, 
we might say, because they were two putrid teams. It was the Charlotte Hornets, and it was your Detroit Pistons. The Hornets made a couple of moves. Terry Rogier was gone, so Cody Martin started in his place, and then Big Dick Nick returned, pushing P.J. Washington Jr. to the bench. That happens. The Pistons also made a change. Kevin Knox was taken out of the starting lineup, and one-game bench legend Isaiah Stewart moved into the starting lineup. Um, cool. I thought that might mean that Knox is out of the rotation, but I guess not. He played. And we'll talk about whatever we can talk about here. The Pistons win at 113-106. Congratulations to them getting another victory. The Hornets, PJ, 29 minutes, 12-6-5, steal, block, 4-3. Really good game from PJ. I don't trust him at all. I don't like the fact that he went down to 29 minutes in the bench roll, and he, to me, is just a fringe player. Big Dick Nick is not. He's a must roster. 21-10 for the big fella, 69% shooting. He's available in a lot of spots, and he should not be. And Brandon Miller, the sell-high opportunity is there still. 39 minutes. He had 23-7-4 with five threes. Everyone's tooting their horns. All the people that had Brandon Miller ahead of Scoot Henderson in their draft rankings are talking about this. And you will see it. They are people with big followings. There are people talking about it. And they will cite this stat to you. There's only been two rookies this season who have scored 20 points in four consecutive games. Victor Wembanyama and Brandon Miller. Remember, trading and fantasy is about narrative. It's about perception. I'm not denying that he had 20 points a game for an Oaks. He did. 23-7-4 is great. He played 39 minutes. He has been rolling on really high shooting. It wasn't as good here. 47 from the field on 60, and 67 from the line. But also, weirdly, I think he led the team in shots about halfway through the third quarter and then ba- barely took another shot for the rest of the game. He was also a minus 15, which was a team's second worst. And down the stretch, just other players were getting the shot attempts. I don't think that Brandon's going to play 39 a night. I don't think that he's necessarily going to get those shot attempts every game necessarily, nor do I think he's even going to main that, maintain that efficiency. So while there's a ton of hype, scoring rules everything, you can try and cash in. You don't have to. You can just roll with it. And if he's on the wire, grab him, obviously. But you can cash in maybe. Stinking shooting from both Miles Bridges and Lamelo Ball. Bridges played 41 minutes. Some might suggest for... A t- I tell hmm. I've eight games on. I've probably got side note time. If not, oh well. That's okay. We'll do that. Um, people spout this. They just say it like it's truth. And I don't think it is. They say the following thing. Oh, yeah. Charlotte's already come out and said that they're not re-signing Miles Bridges next season. Did they? No, they didn't. As far as I know, no one has ever made an official statement from the Hornets on that. It is presumed that this is the case because, and I have presumed this as well, because of the way the negotiations went. But that never happened. A team didn't come out and said, yep, we've brought Miles Bridges back, but um, we're absolutely done with him and he is not coming back next season. Never has happened. It hasn't really even been leaked out that way to my, to my understanding. It could be true, but just be really cautious when people throw those things around and you go, really? No, and the answer is no, it's not real. Because if that was the case, and again, maybe, maybe I've missed something here. Why are you playing the man 41 minutes? You don't need to play him 41 minutes to lose to the worst team we've seen in 10 years. 20 and 10 with two steals on 33% for Bridges. Court date, February 20th, by the way, which is in the middle of the All-Star break, I believe. Um, I also think there's a risk of him being traded, plus they have a two-game playoff week. So if you're going to get out of the Miles Bridges business, might want to do that. Uh, ball only 32 minutes, which seems low. 17, 4, and 7 on 29%. Really rough shooting there. And then Cody Martin started. He had 5, 3, and 3. He's really just a steel streamer. 
Nick Smith played a lot of minutes. Honestly, at this point, he's got a horrendous fantasy game. 3-0-1 in 17 minutes. No defensive stats. One of two shooting. It's going to take a lot to bring him into 12-team discussions. We are nowhere near, not even close to it. For the Pistons, um, sure. All right, so Cade Cunningham was probable to play in this one, and then he didn't, which is always annoying. And Monty Williams is like, oh, yeah, he just wasn't quite in the right place for us. Monty, I don't believe a single thing you say, because either you're dumb or you lie. It's one of those two things that happens all the time. This is probably a lie. But Cade uh, did not play. Uh, Also, we had five-second-round pick legend James Wiseman out of the rotation. Kevin Knox got his 13 minutes. He went scoreless. How is this man in, in, in an NBA player at the moment? I don't know. Um, and Alec Burks had 15 points with four threes. Continues to be a stream until Cade is back. I want to talk about Jalen Duran. He played 22 minutes only. He he did have some early foul trouble, but guess who fouled him out? His coach. He, had, he finished with three. Uh, am I going to sit here and tell you that he was awesome? He's a plus five still. He wasn't, he wasn't awesome, but ridiculous. He didn't come in until there was about three minutes left in the game. 14 and eight for Duran. Like, numbers are right. And then... Jaden Ivey played 22 minutes again. I am not going to tell you that he played well because he did not. Team worst minus 11, nine points, 40% shooting for Ivey with two assists. He had been playing well. The confidence hit that Monty Williams gives all of these players consistently, players coach legend, by the way, who seems that most players hate, just is unfathomable to me. I am still going to hold Ivey until Cade returns and until I see what happens, but 22 minutes in a game like this is bullshit while Killian Hayes is out here playing 27. Isaiah Stewart played 34 minutes and this is the man that I know I love to death. This is the Isaiah Stewart that I have seen for years. 11 and 8, 1 3, 2 assists, 1 steal, jacked off 12 team league player. Get that garbage out of here! We're okay taking a flyer. He was great last game, but this he just does this so often. We also got 27 minutes out of Asar Thompson. Seven points with two steals. I don't think we need to go and grab him. There's too much uh, inconsistency in playing time, too much inconsistency in production, too much inconsistency in anything, and low usage, and I just don't think it's going to happen. But what we did get was the first game for the season from Monte Morris. He had 7-3-3 in 11 minutes. And in the most predictable thing ever, Monty Williams sung his praises. Is it because of the name? Maybe. But he basically said, man, it's so good. Love to have him out there. He just knows what to do. He knows how to control. Bro, you've lost every game in the world. What does Monty Williams' 11 minutes do? Oh, keeps it calm. Does it? Does it? So now we have to deal with this bullshit of Monty, of Sasa, of Burks, of Ivy, of Hayes, of Cunningham. Someone's going to miss out. Two of them are going to miss out. And it's almost definitely pointing to Ivy being a drop. But I just want to see it for a game. Also, a shout out to Boyan for having 34-4-4 after a real stinker of a game. Somehow they won though, so I can't really be too hard on Tavares Williams Jr. Unfortunately, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities. Today's episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. Hungry Root. It is one word. If you're here in 2024 with me, because if you weren't, how are you watching this? But you are hopefully trying to eat a bit healthier. We all need that little bit of a boost. And sometimes the excuses can be, oh, it's too hard. It's too hard. I don't want to go to the grocery store. Oh, it's too expensive. What are all, all the fresh stuff that I waste that I don't use? Hungry Root says, not on my watch. We're not dealing with those excuses because they'll cut that shit out. Sorry, shouldn't swear in an ad, but here we go. <laughs> reduce waste. Reduce um, time. Reduce um, so many different things. Um, planning. Save money. It's just a great system to get high-quality produce, meat, pantry staples delivered 
to your door. They give you a quiz. They check what you like, what you don't like. They serve it up and you can just swipe, which way? Right? Swipe right if you don't like it and put other stuff in there. They chuck your recipes in there. It's all an awesome way of being able to eat healthier. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That is HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. Be a part of the Rooters. Go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. I'm sure they love those ads. Um, All right. Let's do the next game. It is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Miami Heat. And this was a game that had lineups. It definitely had lineups. Um, Luke Kennard was out, so Jacob Gilead started. Santiago Dama was out, so David Roddy started. You're already trying to lose when you chuck that lineup out there. But but when uh, you've got something happening on the other side of things that's equally as uh, weird, that's what happens. Eric Spolster was best coach in the NBA, but Haywood Highsmith starting and Caleb Martin coming off the bench is weird. Well, Josh Richardson, who'd played nine minutes last game, entered the starting lineup. Not Terry Rogier, Josh Richardson, and he replaced Nikolajovic, who went from starting to DNP City. And you know, if you know me, you know I love when teams do that sort of nonsense. Um, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense, as I'm sure we're well aware. Let's actually dig into the game, though, because Memphis wins. Memphis wins. 105-96. Let's just talk. There's a lot to talk about here. Um, obviously, there was all those guys were out, and then Noel Dahmer, no Canard. Vince Williams, I think he's just legit. 33 minutes, 25, 5, and 4 with five triples. He shot 80%, which obviously he's not going to be able to continue to do that. Just he won't do that. But I think he's just good. Like he just does things that are good. Now, next season, I don't really know what happens. They might get a top three pick, they'll get a forward. Um, who knows what happens with Steve Adams, with Marcus Smart? I've got no idea. I don't think there's a guaranteed starting spot here for Vince. There is a guaranteed rotation spot. Absolutely, there is. And he looks great. But it might be one or two years before he really cements his big role. But rest of season, I love what he's doing. What about the cashier? 18 minutes for Xavier Tillman. Six and four, one steal, three blocks. Now, I love one steal and three blocks. I love 100% shooting. But why is he just not playing? Why is Jaron now exclusively a center? Not even a power forward anymore. Just only a center. Tillman was playing 33, 34 minutes a night. Now he's a sub-20 minute guy. Uh, Jack. Get that garbage out of here. If he goes back and starts, good. Now, I'll just give you this brief overview as well. This team is going to do your head in all season. There is going to be things that don't make sense. Random injuries, Canada and Eldama, that pop up at all times. It's going to be very little consistency. And then the things that happen, like today, having Luke Canard out, and you've got Jacob Gilead starting. He had six points with seven assisting. Oh, is that interesting? Yeah, not really. But then you look at his backup. Someone who we mentioned on this show as soon as he was signed. So he's got a pretty interesting fantasy game, this man. Don't like that his name is spelt differently to his dad's, yet he pops a junior on the end. Scotty Pippen. 24 minutes for Pip. 15, 6, and 6. 71% shooting. So already wiped that part out. The scoring's fake. He's not going to be that shooter. The 24 minutes is really interesting, and I do believe that he can easily take the backup minutes away from Jacob Gilead and be there every night. But the thing's going to come down to, does Luke Kennard play? Because if Kennard plays Pippins off the bench, and yeah, that's not going to be worth it. So I would say to you guys, like if you're in a deeper league, 
you can go and add Scotty Pippen. We we talked about this already. That like just watch that. There might be something here. I wouldn't do it in ten or twelve. I'd be watching it, but I wouldn't do it. Sixteen, I, I would. And that's probably about it. Unless you play on ESPN, which you shouldn't ever, because they don't give a shit. You can't add Scotty Pippen on ESPN. He's been on an NBA roster for a couple of weeks here, say 10 days. Oh, and all the time that he was on one last season as well. But you can chuck Udonis Haslam in there if you want. Troy Copain is available. Who? Yeah, exactly. Mitch McG- Mitch Creek. Mitch Creek. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix legend, Mitch Creek is available. But not Scotty Pippen. It's about the fifth time I've, I've said this about ESPN. They don't give a shit about fantasy basketball. So don't play there. There's no reason to. It just screws you over. Scotty Pippen, let's watch it. Okay. Johnny Conchar, Lil John. 11 and 10, 31 minutes, steal, block, 71%. I'll tell you one thing. Zaya Williams is trash and Johnny is good. And that means there's probably a solid role there for John. He's a definite 16 and 14 team league ad. And honestly, there's a little bit of 12 stuff peeking through here for John. Just at least as a streamer. David Roddy continues to be trash. 10 and ten points with two threes and two steals. Although four assists, all right? I just do not buy him as an NBA player at all. And Greg Jackson played 26 minutes. Good game from GG. He had 17 points. Not much else. This is what he can bring. Points with not much else. But efficiency is going to be the problem. I wouldn't rush to grab GG. There will be a, another period this season where he does have really strong perceived value. But I just think this team is going to be really messy for most of the year. And then there's the, like, how do we project anything out? Does Bain play? Does Smart play? Is Kanad going to be in and out every second game? Does What is Aldama going to do? Is Derek Rose alive? Like, is Brandon Clark going to return? Like, I don't know. Eight different variables here that I just don't know about. For the Heat, Terry Rogier's first game. 29 minutes off the bench, 9 points, 11 shots. Terrible. 27% terrible. Four rebounds, five assists, and three steals. Pretty good. I don't imagine he's going to stay on the bench for long because Josh Richardson started. He had nine points in 18 minutes and we can uh, not worry about him. I think uh, I think Josh, he might be... I think he might be washed. Yeah, he doesn't look good at the moment, does he? Jim Butler. Whew, are we going to hit it twice? 15 points for Jimmy. Four rebounds, three assists and two steals on 40%. It's been a disaster of a season, honestly. While Hero had 18, 6, and 3, and Bam 15, 15, and 6 with 6 blocks. Bam does not block shots. That is a huge output. What we did see was Hayward Highsmith step into the starting lineup. He had 8 and 4 with 2 steals and 2 threes. That's really good for 16 teamers. And Cody Martin, okay, not Cody, Caleb Martin moved to the bench, played 29 minutes, had 15 and 4 with 2 steals and a block. But he didn't beat the Grizzlies at home with basically a healthy team, just no Huckers. That's shithouse. I don't know where Huckers even fits in on this team. I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. Is he going to start? What happens to Martin, Highsmith? Is Richardson out of the rotation? Yes, he will be. Um, They've got a lot of adjusting to do here still. Martin's probably more of a 14-team league guy than, uh, than anything else, I think. Let's look at the next game. Just going to double check that it is the right game that I'm going to look at. Yep. Oh, that's the wrong thing. Josh. Josh, Josh, Josh. Come on. We're looking at the, uh, it was the Rockets, and they made some lineup changes too, because Fred Van Vliet returned to the action, so Amen Thompson went to the bench, and Jeff Green replaced Cam Whitmore. No Jabari Smith, but Jeff Green replaced Cam Whitmore. 
That's exactly what you want, isn't it? Jeff Green. Jeff Green. But you know what? They lost at home to the Portland Trailblazers. So, you may shit house from you as well. Let's look at the Blazers side of things. 137 over Houston, 131 in overtime. There was a lot of trash talk about this man, and I do not like him as a player. I said this many times, but I also said, don't drop him because you're frustrated. He is better than what we saw. DeAndre Ayton played 41 minutes, had 18 and 17, one steal, two blocks, and that is the perfect response after a string of disgustingly embarrassing games. This is why you don't drop him. This is why I was not on board with adding Dwop Reith, who had nine points in 12 minutes. Like I said, Ayton is three years younger than Reith. He still is their center of the future. Simons also, who'd been struggling, had 33-5-5, while Jez Grant had 21-5-9. And And getting nine assists out of Jeremy Grant is just actually unbelievable. He also blocked two shots. Not a good game from Jabari Walker, but he had a lot of early fouls. He had nine and seven in 24 minutes. He did play through overtime, so I'm still holding him. And Brogdon played 41 minutes, 19-2-6. Now, playing Brogdon 41 minutes, while Scoot plays 24, just doesn't make any sense. His efficiency was off here, Brogdon. He's obviously rosterable now, but this man was playing 16 minutes a game, like a week and a half ago. And now he's the guy that gets the most minutes every single game. I mean, sure. I just think that you've got to get any top 100 guy back. I think you have to. I just, How does it last? And I don't... Scoot to me is only a stash. If you can have the balls to stash through the deadline, do it. He had 11 points, one rebound, three assists, 33%. He's not doing it consistently enough. I don't think it's going to be consistent all season. And if you wanted to move on, do it. Uh, let's talk a men Thompson because there were people, well, I think he can probably still get 25. No, he can't. He had 14 minutes, 6, 3, and 2. We wanted it, but we don't get it. So you can jack off a men Thompson. Get that garbage out of here. You can do it to Cam Whitmore as well. He had 12 points in 14 minutes, just not enough playing time. Shengun's pretty good though. 40 minutes, 30 and 10, 8 assists. Well, Van Vliet, this is like, um, it's like Toronto Van Vliet. 46 minutes, which is clearly insane, but 18, 6, and 7, 2 threes, 3 steals, 2 blocks. He's been really solid in that second, third round range. Third round range more. Um, Jeff Green, 39 minutes. Imagine. Imagine Jeff Green playing 39 minutes. 38 minutes, sorry. He had four points with two steals and a block. We're not rostering him. Bowl. The Jollibee Jalen Green experience rolled on. 29 points. Zero rebounds. Three assists. He did have a steal and a block. And for all of my Filipino listeners out there, how many bowls of adobo did he have? Eh? Um, 50% shooting. Good game from Greeny. I don't care. He is a points uh, points league player or a points category streamer. I don't think he's a must roster guy. Not much else cracking here. Dylan Brooksy Brooks had 14 points with not a lot. Oh, four assists, not bad. He, he's a, a decent level streamer. That's probably about it, I would say. Um, next game. It wasn't the Glen Rivers experience. It was interim coaching legend, Joe Prunty at the helm for Milwaukee as they win 126-116 over the Cavs. Don't look now, but George Nang's playing well again. 14 points, two threes, 21 minutes. Don't care about it for 12s. I'm a little bit there in 14s. Don Mitchell, one of four from the line, excuse me. He was also 42 from the field. He had 23-7-8, just a really bad night. Craig Porter out of the rotation, by the way. Uh, Damian Jones slides in to take Tristan Thompson's um, leftovers. Five points in 10 minutes for him, while Dean Wade had six and five in 23. So Wade and Yang are like your 14-team type streamers. Jarrett Allen was good, 21, 12, and five, but Karis LeVert returned. So we wanted to see what would happen, A, to LeVert, and what that meant for Slam and Sammy Merrill. LeVert had nine, four, and four, two steals and a block. Mid, 
but enough to hold. So what did it mean for Merrill? Well, he still played 27 minutes. He had 12 points with four threes, two rebounds, and three assists. I don't think that's going to quite be enough to maintain 12-team value, but I'm not going to rush to drop him after that. I'll just hold. I enjoy what I see, and we'll see where it goes. The likelihood of it sticking is really, really very low. But I like what I see at the moment anyway. For the Bucks, Yanni, 35 minutes, 35, 18, and 10, 67% shooting. 67% shooting from the line as well. Middleton, 24, 5, and 5, and Lillard had 28, 1, and 4. Good games all around there. Lopez, not his best, 8, and 9. And then the, the guy, I got to see, boring shit here. Uh, Leaky Beasley, 9 points, 28 minutes. Bob Portis, 8 and 6, 25 minutes. They're not must roster players. They're guys you can roster if you want. You don't have to. If they're on the wire, they're great streamers. And that's really about it. Andre Jackson out of the rotation here. Joe Prunty did not like it. Put campaign back in. So we'll see what that means for Jackson, who'd been getting minutes ahead of guys like Pat Connaughton um, and campaign, obviously. But yeah, he's back out of the rotation. We'll see how the doctor diagnoses that situation when he gets in. Let's look at the next game, the much vaunted rematch, matchup, I guess, between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, don't believe players in their injuries. Kyrie, no, I'm fine. I'm going to play through it. He was out with his sprained thumb. They replaced him, not with Tim Hardaway, not with Dante Exum, who returned, but with Grant Williams. Did it go well? I'll let you be the judge. Well, the answer's no. 132 to Phoenix, 109 to Dallas. Devin Booker, amazing. He had a couple of quiet games. Now he's back up to seventh over the last two weeks. He's 13th for the season and gone all right. 46 and 7, six triples, two steals, 74% shooting. He was just dominating here. Brad Beal, 20 and 7 with seven assists. And Durant, who'd had back to back 40 pointers, just sort of took a step back and wasn't very good. 12 points, 40%. Weirdly bad from the line, four of seven. But he had seven assists. He had two blocks. That's okay. There was no Eric Gordon. There was no Bol Bol. So Grayson Allen did his thing again. 15-5-4 and four, remains must roster. While Nurk, only 21 minutes again for the big fella. Some foul trouble. He had 8-5. and five. Did they go to Drew Eubanks is the question? Well, they sort of went to everybody. Eubanks played 9 minutes. Metu played 14 minutes. Bates-Diop played 15. Okogi played 24. Goodwin played 4. Nasir Littleface played 4 minutes. Yudawatanabe played 7. And they're outside of their top 6 guys. You cannot rely upon any of these other jokers. You just can't. They're just rotated every single game, and I don't care for a big, big portion of things. I just don't care. It's so annoying that it matters nothing. It's just hard for me to project, and that's a problem that's for me only. For the Mavs, Doncic, 34, 8, and 9, one steal, two blocks, 46%. Unfortunately, bad from the line, but good otherwise. While lively, only 25 minutes. So we've got to keep watching this because the minutes continue to be a little bit frustrating as Muxy Kleber cuts in. 22 minutes for Kleber, 2, 3, and 3. Wouldn't say they're going well. 8 and 2 with a steal and a block for lively, still enough to hold. But Jace, come on, mate. You, you need to, you, I was going to say you need to be better. He never will be, but you need to be better. Timmy Hardaway was fine enough. And with Kyrie out, he's, he's okay to roster 17 and 5 with four threes. And Jaden Hardy got a bit of a boost, 11 points with three threes. Josh Green started, but one of the one of the kings of the does the least with the most. Uh, eight points in 31 minutes. And Exum had six in 18 minutes. People are still holding Dante Exum in 12-10 leagues. You reckon you could have moved on, like, back in December? Get that garbage out of here! Well, Derek Jones had six points in 24 minutes. Get that garbage out of here! Just don't need to roster him. Not much else going on there. Oh, yeah, Grant Williams got ejected after 11 minutes. He had eight points, but yeah, don't really think that matters for the majority of us either. Let's do the next one, the Oklahoma City Thunder 
and the San Antonio Spurs. Trey Jones was out for the Thunder, for the Spurs with the ankle problem. And they went with Blake Wesley earlier in the season. They'd gone with Malachi Branham in that position, but no, and Kelden Johnson even, who'd started for them. But no, they went with Blake Wesley, who had been getting the backup. So kudos to Pop for um, using the backup when the starter is hurt. Did it work? No. The Thunder, 140. The Spurs, 114. Well, yeah, you know, didn't really think that that was going to be a, um, uh, a situation where the Thunder were going to lose this game, did you? No. Um, I'm just noticing some discrepancies in my scores here, so I'm just going to go and check something. All right, got the final score now. 140, 114. Shea played 29 minutes and had just a casual 32, 6, and 10, two steals and a block. A ridiculous game. 12 of 12 from the line. Stupid. The Bronco was good without being spectacular. 29 minutes, 13, 5, and 7 with two steals on 50% shooting. We've seen a little bit of a cool off from him. It's not outrageous, but it's, it's there. What about Aaron Wiggins? The best Wiggins. 19 minutes, 22 points, 82% shooting with four threes. One block. And if your question is, do we add? The answer is no. This was great, but it's just not going to happen. Kaysen Wallace. I really think this guy is going to turn into a star in the future. 13, 3, and 4 in 23 minutes. While Chet had 17 and 9. Hit two threes, blocked three shots. Great game. What about the two stinkers? Josh Giddy. 12, 8, and 4, which is okay, I guess. But he played only 22 minutes. He had no defensive stats, no free throws. I think he is a hold, like barely. But the upside feels like it's gone. And then <laughs> Lou Dort. Oh, my God. Two points, 25 minutes. He did have two steals and a block, but he shot 17%. You cannot trust this man at all. He's always going to pop up as a stream option, but that is it. He is wildly inconsistent. He's just a terrible fantasy player as a general rule for someone who gets as many minutes as he does usually. For the Spurs, um, the bad is that Trey Jones was out. Hopefully, he's back next game. They replaced him with Blake Wesley, who had 12-4-6, which honestly, pretty good game. This guy's been horribly inefficient through his career. But he shot 100%. I wouldn't do anything here to add him. Maybe you'd consider a stream if Jones is out next game, but I'm not going to get too excited. What about the horse, Keldon Johnson? Get that garbage out of here! I agree. Seven points in 19 minutes with no rebounds. He did have a steal and a block, though. He's just not very good. Vindication? He's better than this, but he's shit-ass also. Jeremy Sohan also really struggled. He'd been playing really well next to Trey Jones and did not. He had two points, 14%, five rebounds, four assists. I'm holding Sohan. If you didn't guess, I'm not holding Keldon Johnson. Vassell was good, 21-5-7, and seven, and Branham had a big big game because he'd been out of the rotation. 11-3-2, two steals and a block. Am I adding Branham? Nope, I'm not. But I'm watching that and him and Wesley, but it's just like a, a 14 or 16 team league scenario. Zach Collins only played 17 minutes, but he had 10 and three, one steal, two blocks, which actually is okay. I just don't think you want to rely upon an 18 minute a night backup center in a 12 team league. I wouldn't do it because the news is Victor Wembanyama's minutes limit was allegedly raised to 30 here. It was a blowout. He didn't get to 30 and he might play the back-to-back across the weekend. He played 28 minutes. He had 24 and 12, four assists, one steal, four blocks, 50% and 75 from the line. Another bunga. Crazy game once more from him. It's just, it's stupid. I'm telling you, it's going to be broken. It's going to be broken. And lastly, the Golden State Warriors back in action, memorializing, honoring, honoring their late assistant coach, get the big victory against the Atlanta Hawks, 134-112. No Trey Young for Atlanta. And we got a pop-off game finally for Sadiq Bay. 18-7 with three threes, one steal, 50% shooting, and I do not care. 
I don't think he needs to be rostered. You can stream him all you want. You just don't need to have him. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had 17 points with four threes. He's had a rough run of things, but a couple of good games here is solid. And DeJounte Murray was good enough. 23, 7, and 7 without Trey Young. Good bounce back from Jalen Johnson, who struggled last game. 21, 9, and 6 in his 36. And we got a little bit of the Kapala and Okongwu crossover. Okongwu once again finishes with more minutes. 6 and 7 with a block, while Kapala has 11 and 11 with a block. As I'll continue to say, I don't think you need to hold Okongwu in 10. I don't think you hold him in 12, 10 points. I do think he's a 12-team category hold, but I also get it that he's not really doing a huge amount. Capella, fine. Upside, pretty limited. Pat Mills dropped in 30, 13 points in 22 minutes with three triples with Trey out. Cool. Again, no minutes for Kobe Bufkin because he just loves playing for College Park. For the Warriors, John Kaminga, the bucket. He's getting more minutes coming off the bench than he was starting. 29 minutes, 25 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. Perfect 11 of 11 from the field. So we already know that there's a fakeness to that 11 of 11. But that is four straight 20-point scoring games, and he looks really good. I still don't know how it all figures out. Like, are they going to keep starting Sharich, who played 16 minutes? I don't know. Sharich was 10-3-3, which is good enough. Wiggins and Kaminga, does it actually work together? Well, it worked all right here. Kaminga's a guaranteed, not guaranteed, but he is a points league must roster. He's pretty close to categories as well. Draymond... 23 minutes, 12, 5, and 3, two steals, one block, two threes. If you were on the fence about rostering Draymond in a category league, this should push you into the zone of, yes, I am absolutely rostering him. Points leagues, it's a bit more debatable, but I think you still do it. While Steph had 25, 3, and 8, and Clay had 24, 2, and 3. Now, as a general rule, it helps when you play the Hawks because they're terrible and they give up big scores all the time, but still good production. Wigo, not enough for me to get interested. 12 and 5, two blocks, 29 minutes, and Looney played a robust 10 minutes. And Pajemski was in the closing lineup until they pulled guys off Giggity for garbage time. 27 minutes for Brandon, 10, 3, and 2. That is not enough. I don't think that you need to hold Pajemski. Get that garbage out of here! And Jackson Davis played 15 minutes, some garbage time there. 4 and 6 with two blocks. I still really do think that Trace can be very interesting. They just need to take Looney out of that rotation. But they're not going to change anything after they just won by this amount in this game. So I think we can drop Pajemski. I think we can drop Jackson Davis and we reassess it later on when we see if there are any changes on this roster. Sharich is more of a 14-team league guy. Your 10 3 3 is all right, but it's obviously nothing to get us uh, absolutely super pumped up about. That's the eight games. They're done. So let's um, let's look in here now. And what, what, what are we going to do? It's like a bird. The stream of the day. Not that good because Luke Kennard got ruled out. Cool. So can't. Can't do much about that, can we? It's unfortunate because he looked like he would be a good stream, but he was not. So he's out. The 12-team stream was Dario Saric, 10-3-3 in a steal. <laughs> not very good. Caleb Martin as a 14-team streamer was a W. 15-4, two steals and a block. We love that one. And yeah, I do think Caleb's a really strong 14-team league ad with 12-team stream ability. And your 16-teamer. Yeah! John Conchar, 16 teams, 11-10, two steals, two assists, one steal, one block. The easiest, most obvious 16-team stream ever. He should be rostered in every 16-team league and probably, probably 14 teams as well. Maybe even 12s. Maybe. Probably not. Your Yahoo points and ESPN points was Luke Kennard, so obviously that did not work. Monstrous line of the night. A few contenders as there always is. It was someone with a very long name. I'll give you that hint. It was Shea Gilgis-Alexander. 32 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists, under 30 minutes, Dominated. The waiver wire line of the night. You you couldn't have picked this one in a million years before the day started. It's Shea's teammate. 
it's the better Wiggins. Aaron, as I had 22 points on 82% shooting in under 20 minutes, he just cooked. He's such a such a very he's and it sounds crazy to say he's their Kenrich Williams and they've already got a Kenrich Williams. So he just comes in, does shit that's good, doesn't really seem like he ever demands big minutes, but he's just good. And then we'll be out of the rotation, then come back in. Not really going to benefit us much in fantasy, but he's just good. The young gun of the night, the best performer for a first or second year player, and amazingly, it was not Victor Weminyama. It's Vince Williams, the bug. 25, 5, and 4. He's been just really a revelation. He's been awesome. I can't wait to see where his career goes. The dud of the night. You know who it is. Of course it's him. It's Jordan Poole. Seven points, stinking shooting, frustrating. The only thing good about him is his mustache. Two rebounds, three assists. He stinks. Get him off my screen, please. Um, Let's look at the top six players, as I say, and keep him on the screen for way too long. Who are the top six players today? Number one was Shea, closely followed by Giannis Antetokounmpo, Devin Booker, the delicate dancer Alpren Shengun, Look at the next two. Vince Williams at number five and the snowman, DeAndre Ayton. He read all of your comments. He read, he heard me talk about how it actually annoyed me. He, he was great. Top six players under 50% rostered, of course. Number one is Aaron Wiggins. Caleb Martin next. Nice 14-team guy. Scott Pippen, ESPN unknown player legend. The 10th one of the year. I'm just going to inflate those numbers every time. Um, Just grab him in all deep leagues. It's going to be frustrating. The rotation is going to be annoying. I've got no no question about that. But he's got a little bit of something there. Sadiq Bey is available in 50% plus of leagues. Good streamer. Matisse Leibel, didn't even talk about his line because I don't care. He's an interesting defensive streamer. And then, of course, our mate, Lil John Concha. Okay. And let's look at the top six players for Yahoo Points Leagues. Number one was Yanni, followed by Booker, Adebayo, Doncic, Gilgis Alexander, and Victor Wembanyama. What's our end-of-show checklist look like? Nick Richards is still just floating around. Get fingers out of asses at him. I think, even though he struggled a bit today, I think Jabari Walker's a guy to grab. And it seems weird after his game today. I would add him. Caleb Martin, 14-team, must grab. It'll change a bit when Hakez returns. Cool. And I think you can be okay if you drop Tillman. And I think you can be okay if you drop Scoot Henderson. You don't have to. But things are not looking like they're must-holds. And with a lot of different options popping up, like a Scott Pippen, like a John Conchar, like these random sort of appearances from players, um, sometimes you just have to make those decisions on guys. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you again for being a part of the experience that is this show. And thank you for that thumb. Thank you for that bell. Thank you for those comments. And thank you for your subscription. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. See ya.